Joseph Pasek of Barnburner.ca, our twice daily podcast is entitled Fired Up, now on iHeartRadio, also on 36, 36 platforms. Welcome to another edition of We the Norm with world famous attorney Norm Jensen. And I had to bring back Captain Canada, Drew Ebanks of On Point Basketball. All right, Norm, you got Captain Canada there. You want to get his thoughts about the big trade and uh, what about Carl Lowry, Norm? Do you think Carl Lowry will play this year for the Raptors and Salk, or what? What's the deal since he has not talked to anybody in the Raptors organization? Well, uh, why isn't he talking to anybody? Are they calling him and he's not answering? Yes. Or uh, well, that's not. Uh... That's not uh, the sign of, of a guy who wants to go out and uh, and uh, be a team. I mean, obviously, he's – how can I put this? If you're a team guy, right, uh, if you, you, know, he, you just go out and you, you, know, you talk to your coaches, you talk to your GM, you talk to your president, and you do what you have to do to win until you're gone. But I guess he feels – he doesn't feel like he's – you know, it's the same team for him, right? Because he's not really responding. So, you know, how long is this going to go on for? That's the question, right? All right, Drew, what, what do you think about this? Oh, man. Hey, what can you say? I mean, it, it's, it's a tough situation. We all know, guys, how close uh, those two are. I mean, you know, the memes all over and, you know, the way they act in front of the press and, the, and in front of the public. Uh, they were just having a fantastic time. It's got to be tough. We know how tough it is and it has been on DeMar DeRozan. Uh, he said basically he doesn't even want to say Messiah Ujiri's name right now. And uh, and for Kyle Lowry, you know, he, I guess this the best way for him to deal with it, maybe without coming out and saying something he may regret, is just by being silent, at least for now. Um, you got to believe at some point, you know, he's going to have to open up and at some point he's going to have to realize you know, the Raptors, uh, you know, you hate to put it the way Masai said it, but it may have been worded a little bit, yeah, you know, by saying we gave them a chance, uh, essentially. We gave, you know, the coach a chance. We gave the players that, that unit a chance. But I think it's more of you get a chance to pick up uh, a, a potential Hall of Fame player, probably one of the, you know, five or ten best defensive players the league has ever seen, uh, a superstar in his own right, um, and you have a chance to get him, even if it's one season, if he's healthy and can move and can do his thing, you give yourself a chance if you're the Raptors to win a title. I think that's what Kyle Lowry has to realize, that he's in, uh, you know, the business of winning. And, and there's no doubt he's a, win- he's a winner. He wants to win. I don't think that's a question. I think just emotionally, guys, right now, it must be tough. But, Drew, you know, there's something more going on here that we're not – you know that 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 you know isn't really being disclosed. It seems to me, right? You know, if you go back, you know, when this team was put together and the contracts were given to Devar and to Lowry, I mean, the plan was, you know, maybe we can sort of get lucky and beat LeBron, but LeBron will be gone, and we'll have two years left after LeBron is gone with this team, which is really really good. Well, that plan sort of got thrown out by the wayside because he decided that even though, you know, four years ago, 
when he made this or these deals, he thought this this team was good enough. If LeBron wasn't there, he doesn't think that now. But I don't. But it almost seems like Masai. I mean, is he reacting emotionally? Is is is, is, is uh, what has upset him? Is it just the fact that Casey uh, didn't double cover LeBron in Game Three, or is there something more to it? Is it Kyle going to Villanova? Is it uh, Demar going wherever he went? I mean, what's you know? Is it is this an emotional thing that he said I can't take? You know, these guys I can't trust these guys to get me where I need to go, uh, or is it a cold, rational look at what's going on now? Having said all that, we all know that Kawhi is a better player, but uh, you know you're. <laughs> You created a lot of turmoil, and can you and can you win with all the turmoil that you've got, um, or you're just setting yourself up to go in with the kids in a, in a year or two? I mean, there's a lot to think about there, and uh, is you know it's it's anyways it's a it's complicated issue, but I do I do think rightly or wrongly, Masai has acted out of an emotional a very emotional reaction. To what happened in the Cleveland series? Well, yeah, I mean, you know, I think it could have been an overreaction, but a lot of people who were watching this team just didn't feel they had it. Um, you know, you can't go down successive, successive seasons and series the same way. You got to have fight. You can't go down and get swept. You're the number one team. Uh, you can't get swept. You got to at least pull out a couple games. you got to make it a series. I mean, you look back at it. We talked about this. You look back at Indiana and you say, look what they did. Look at the fight they showed. This team didn't have the fight, uh, the will to win. I'm not saying it's all on DeMar DeRozan's shoulders. Not saying it's all on Kyle Lowry's shoulders. Uh, but something had to give. Um, you know, I, I felt that, uh, uh, and I said this before, I think if your players uh, are having trouble bringing the dog out. I think you got to have a coach that's going to be able to bring the dog out. Uh, and no, not everybody's going to have dog in their game, uh, but you need to have at least one or two dogs on that team. Um, and it just didn't seem like they had it. So whether it's so here, here's the counterpoint, here's the counterpoint, here's the counterpoint. And I, and I, 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 you know, I, like I go back and forth on this. Like there's one day I think this was a great trade and one day I'm not sure, but here's the counterpoint. Take Dallas, okay? Dallas stuck with Nowitzki. The Dallas stuck with their core guys. And, you know, it's likely that they were never the best team in the league. And yet, by sticking with their group, sticking with their coach, sticking with, with their core pieces, uh, adding to it here and there as they needed to, they actually won a championship. Things just went their way, right? They were always a good team. They were always up there. Never the best, but things went their way one year, and they won, and they beat LeBron in the finals when they were probably not clear that they were the favorite that year, but they won anyway, okay? That's the counterpoint, right? You stick with it. You stick. You got a really good team. You contend every year, and you stick with it, and uh, some once once or twice in a while, it'll fall your way. And if you, when you tear it down, what do you got, right? If we get, if we get Kyle... And uh, LeBron, uh, sorry, uh, uh, Kyle and Kawhi, uh, Kawhi uh, engaged. This is a great team, but that's a big if, 
right? That's a big enough right now. I agree. So, uh, I think you do if you if you get them on the same page and Kawhi can actually play. I mean, they have the pieces. They've got the young talent. Uh, they've got young talent that probably is getting overlooked in the NBA, and they've solidified all those pieces. The fact that they were able to do this deal without giving up a Siakam, without giving up, uh, you know, some of their prized young possessions, uh, you know, they still got Van Vliet, they still got DeLon Wright, didn't have to give him up. Um, you know, you hope uh, some of the other guys can step up this year. But you have a deep core uh, of, of players that have contributed to playoff teams. And so, uh, you know, with those guys leading the way, they definitely uh, have a chance to do some damage. But I see your Dallas analogy, Norm. Um, I think, though, when you look at it, the Raptors have stayed with this team, don't you think? They have stayed with this team for the last several years. And although they've improved and although it's been the best team in Raptors history, um, do you want to stay at that level or do you want to take a shot? And you know what? What you're doing is you're taking a shot, again, with one of the top players if he's healthy. And you're also giving yourself a chance to pick up some young assets if and when you decide to trade Kawhi if it's not working out. If he walks, which is not usually the, the best situation, but if he does walk, you, you free up a whole heap of cap space and you start to rebuild earlier. And you also got rid of, uh, what, $85 million worth of uh, salary from DeMar DeRozan. And you're essentially just starting to rebuild, boot and rebuild uh, one year early, earlier. Do you think there? Do you think you know? Uh, MLS in its history uh, uh, until uh, this year has never been uh, never had to pay luxury tax. Right. And and now uh, with the way the team was set up before the trade, they were going to pay luxury tax, uh, perhaps significant luxury tax for uh, maybe two or three years. Uh, do you think that there was pressure, any pressure from MLSE to uh, find a way to get out from under the luxury tax? Well, you know what? It's a great question. It's a great question, but the only thing is they've been making a ton load of cash. <laughs> they've been having playoffs, a series, you know, getting pretty far in the playoffs. Their merchandising, the sales around the team, you know, anything with We the North on it, anything with Raptors, with Drake. I mean, they've been making a lot of money. So I don't know if that's an issue uh, for them. If they say what they, you know, if they mean what they say, that they're trying to win championships, at some point you're going to have to go into luxury tax territory. I know, but if you're, if you're, if you're ownership and you say, okay, uh, you want to pay luxury tax? Take, take us to the finals. If you can't get to the finals, why are we paying luxury tax? Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, it could have been posed. Uh, from from what I can sense, I don't see that being an issue because, again, they're very close. You know, you cut out LeBron James and, and they, they might have already been in the NBA championship, right? Uh, uh, finals. Yeah, no, no, they haven't lost to any other team in the last, what, three years? Yeah, that's right. You cut out LeBron and they can be in the look NBA at all, look, look at all the teams they've beaten. They've beaten Washington. They've beaten Miami. They've beaten Indiana. Milwaukee. Um, Milwaukee. Milwaukee. Uh, yeah, it's actually, one more, I think, too. It's actually incredible when you think of that, 
Um, you know, those teams are all teams on the rise, and those teams are tough teams that nobody wants to play, especially in the playoffs. Uh, and, and, and so, you know what, it's such a quandary because you're right. In a way, it's like you're so close. You were so close. Now LeBron's gone. Why not take a stab at it and say, hey, no LeBron, we have a pretty solid team here. We were first last year, although the Celtics now will be a lot tougher, more than likely, as long as they get Kawhi back as well, strong. Uh, and, of course, Hayward, but, you know, and Philly's there, but you still had a team that could technically, uh, by all stretch of the imagination, they could, they could still get out of the East. Uh, but did he feel that they could win a championship with the team as it was currently constituted? I think that's where he decided, no, we can't. We're going to pull the trigger on this incredible uh, opportunity uh, with a lot of risk and reward potential. And, and if we have to be able to line up at some point in the year that looks like this, okay, uh, Van Fleet at point guard, um, Danny Green at shooting guard, um, let's say, uh, uh, then, then, uh, OG, OG. At, OG at the three, right? Uh, Siakam at the four, and Valanciunas at the five. <laughs> pretty is good. That lineup, is that lineup going to scare people? Oh, I think so. I think, I think you, you have a we may get, we may get to that. <laughs> well, you have a team that can play defense, uh, and and I've they've said that that lineup, you know, uh, you could be a menace defensively for a lot of uh, of teams uh, in the league. I think that's a solid lineup. You know what's interesting, and and Joe, I don't know what you think about all this, but the other interesting thing is you got to ask yourself. Well, they're stockpiling guards like crazy, right? They got this guy Jordan, whatever, from the summer league, right? Um, they got there was another guy they got. Uh, they got Raul Alkins. Oh, Lorenzo Brown and Raul yeah. Alkins. Alkins. How many guards now, right? I mean, is this insurance against Kyle's talking uh, or what? Well, it could be insurance if they decide they want to move him. And, uh, you know, maybe promote a guy like the lot of right to the guy uh, for that position. But, yeah, you're right. It seems like a lot of guard uh, signing for the Toronto Raptors. you got to wonder what is going on there. All right. I, I, I listened to both you guys talk for about 20 minutes here, actually 16. And I'm going to make a couple points. I um, didn't say a word. How, how, how did that happen? I don't you know, understand you know, what's you know, going I'm on here. Sick or something. Okay, look. Uh, number one, what Norm said about Dallas, Dallas did beat LeBron, okay, even though LeBron was in Miami, but the Raptors could never beat LeBron when he was in Cleveland. Secondly, okay, so let's say they kept the team together. What if they get, if they lose in the second round, what then? You had the opportunity to get a number, probably second best player in the league. When healthy, he's probably he is the second or third best player in the league. Okay, now you also said something that that you guys didn't touch on. What is curious to, to and nobody has said what is going on here with the Raptors since th that game three loss to Cleveland. Something had to happen. Something had to happen because you saw you saw Ujiri run down to to yeah. court. Uh, you you saw. Masai Jiri, it was said, 
that he was in a shouting match with Dwayne Casey. I'm not going to speculate what it is or whatever, but something had to happen. Since that day, Dwayne Casey got fired. They traded the face of the franchise. Kyle Lowry is pro- like, I'm going to be honest with you. He's sulking. He does not want to talk till maybe training camp or whatever. You mentioned a good point, both of you guys, saying they got a glut of, of guards, point guards, shooting guards, whatever. They're setting up something, and they want to talk. I know for a fact that they did call Lowry a couple times, a few times, and he has not answered their call. He has not talked to them. So they're maybe setting up something. But I gotta ask both of you right now. We're uh, right now. It's August first, August second. Okay, who needs a point guard? Uh, who needs a point guard at thirty-three years old? Nobody. You know what? You know what this reminds me of, Joe. This reminds me of, you know, like I, I'm a lawyer, right? So, like sometimes you have law firm, you have a split, you have egos, right? Partners leave, or or partners are jettisoned, right? And they go out and form form their own firm. And the you know, and you never know, are you making the right move when you're blowing things up like that? When you have this acrimony, are you making the right move? And the truth is, you never know. Time will tell. I mean, look, if the side can make this work, right? If the side can make this work long term, with 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 or without Kyle, with with or without Kawhi, sometimes. You just open up room for your young players if they're good enough. Sometimes that's good enough too. But if he can make this work so that Toronto continues to be a contender for the next five years, right, and gets to the NBA Finals, you know, a couple times in that five years and maybe wins a championship, well, then he'll be a genius, right? Uh, He'll be a genius. And I hear what you're saying. For whatever reason, he's had an emotional reaction. There's been an emotional disconnect, okay, obviously, between Messiah on the one hand and the core pieces on the other, and those core pieces including Dwayne Casey. And is it come out of Game 3? Is it come out of Kyle going to Villanova? Is it other stuff that we don't know about? I mean, who knows? But that's what I, my point. That it looks like there's an emotional disconnect, and they can't, you know, Messiah's decided he can't keep this thing together anymore for whatever reason. And we'll see whether he's right or not. I mean, I don't know, but you're right. Uh, when engaged, this team is a much better team if these, with these pieces that they have now if everybody's engaged. And that's a big thing. We don't know how that's going to work out. Right? So now let me ask you guys both these questions. And, and this is a very important question that not a lot of people has asked yet. Okay? So what if they don't get to, let's say, uh, the finals, or do you expect them this year with a new coach, with some new parts to the team, do you expect them to get to the finals this year? Because we have a one-year window if he does not sign. Uh, I'm talking about Kawhi Leonard. If he does not sign with us, it's just a one-year window or maybe four-month window because if we get the, the taste that he's not signing, I think at trade deadline, they're going to trade him. So, Norm, what do you expect from the Raptors this year? Uh, like, again, August 2nd. I'm going to ask you this November 2nd again. But what do you expect from the Raptors this year? Honestly, could you expect the team? Forget about, you know, let's say he's healthy or whatever. Do you really expect the Raptors with a new head coach and all the changes they made, 
to get to the NBA Finals? I think there's. I think they can get to the NBA Finals if everybody buys in during the year, if, if they play together, right, and if they play hard, uh, and they play the way Nurse wants them to play. Okay, I think they have the talent to get to the finals. But I will say this: if they have to, for example, if they fight Boston in a knockdown, drag them out series, and uh, everybody plays great and they lose, you know, in six or seven games. Um, that might be okay, right? Uh, but if they, uh, you know, go in the tank, or if, or if, uh, like, if, like, what if they, uh, you know, if Lowry sits out and they end up, you know, seventh or eighth, if he doesn't feel like playing, or Kawhi doesn't feel like playing, and they end up in seventh or eighth, and a lot of people will look on this, I think, will look on it at least initially. As a mistake, but again, that could, this is a long-term play, right? So you really have to take time. But I think people are expecting people are expecting a top three finish, uh, or a top or a top four. But they'll accept the top four or five finish if they make a long run in the playoffs. Otherwise, again, they're going to expect the top two or three finish and uh, and a long run in the playoffs. And it all depends. Uh, you know how, how it goes. Like, what do you think? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. It, it could go. It could go either way, guys. I mean, imagine if no one, like the, the team, doesn't buy in, and it's so such an emotional uh, kind of disappointment and you know disaster that this team doesn't even come out to play and mails it in right from the get go. I mean, that right there would be very, very uh, bad for the franchise. You hope they're going to be professional. You hope they're going to come out and say, you know what, we have to do it. We have to do it on our own. Uh, we, we have a player, that if he's playing and he's healthy, that can lead us. He's been there. He's been a finals MVP. Uh, you know, he's an all-NBA player, defensive player of the year a couple times. I mean, they need to really embrace uh, this. As tough it is as it is, guys, you're making millions of dollars. Be professional about it. Come to play. Come to play hard. Uh, and, and, and I think overall, the better you do, it's going to be better for everybody. But see, just coming back to the point I made earlier, Duke, if, if one or both of Kawhi and Kyle uh, are mailing it in, and that could mean sitting out or mailing it in or whatever, I mean, aren't we going to find that the nurse is not going to put up with that? And, well, and, well, and we're going to have a lineup that looks like the one I said. We're going to have, like, Van Fleet and Danny Green and OG and Siakam and uh, Valanciunas, and that's going to be our starting five. And, uh, you know, it's going to be a pretty good starting five. And maybe maybe we at some point we look like we have a starting five that looks like that, right? And you've still got C.J. Miles and DeLon Wright, and uh, who knows how this Chris Boucher is going to work out, right? And, and – and, uh, and he's still got Powell, you're forgetting your namesake, Norman Powell. Pardon? You're forgetting your namesake, Norman Powell. And Norman Powell. I mean, if you have a team that – if you – if you, uh, I'll tell you what will be really interesting. If you have to run a team that doesn't include uh, Siakam or Kyle, and, we, and we, we win a couple of rounds in the playoffs and get as far – and get at least to the Eastern Conference Finals, I think that would be uh, – People would look at that, and then people would say, you know what? Uh, he might have been right, because this team plays hard. 
go start, and then you add a piece or, or let them grow, and maybe this is the team that will end up going into the, you know, to the finals at some point. So there's so many ways that this can play out, right? Uh, positive and negative, right? Well, yeah. put it this way, he's, Misai Ujiri is on the hot seat, but nobody's talking about who is on the hotter seat. Forget about Kawhi Leonard and, and Carl. Nick Nurse, for a first-time head coach, he's expected, from what you said, to get a team into at least the Eastern Conference Final. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Nobody's talking about that. Look at the pressure you put on a first-year head coach. Yeah, he's coming hey, into a. Hey, hey, are you telling me? Are you telling me that when Spolstra was a was a rookie coach and he had LeBron, Bosch, and and okay, uh, but right. he, he and had Wade. an all star team. We don't have an all star team, and 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 right now our point guard. Who knows if we have our starting point guard to play the season? And who well, you have, you have, you well, one thing you have is the best player in the Eastern Conference, right? Well, if he's healthy. If he's healthy, yeah. But you have a best Who knows if he's healthy? And and that may be the second best player because the Greek freak is the best player in the Eastern but, Conference right now. Like I said, it, it, if, if, if it turns out that those two players don't play, okay, then nobody will blame Nurse if we don't make the Eastern Finals. But what they'll want to see is they'll want to see some amount of success They'll want to see him fight, and they'll want to see him uh, getting into the playoffs and maybe winning a round, and uh, Nurse won't get the blame for that, right? But if, you know, if if the two uh, stars play, and if they play reasonably well, uh, yeah, Nurse will get credit, and, uh, you know... Let me ask uh, Drew this question, because... uh, I just uh, was looking at this today. Nick Nurse, how many years did he sign uh, with the Raptors? Uh, that's a good question. I yeah. can't remember. You know, why, you know why it's a good question? Because it's a year contract. A year with a rollover for the team. Wow. So you know what I'm saying here. That that nobody else has talked about this. They announced yeah, three true. years. They they first announced three years. Then it went down to two. Now it's one year plus two an option. Okay, I I had been under the impression that it was a three year deal, which is what they had. Uh, yeah. Well, it's a three year deal, but when when further in, it's one year plus a two year option with the team option, not him option. Two year team option. Yeah. Wow. That's huge. So, uh, Drew and uh, Norm, what do you think about that? Because not a lot of people are talking about that. I hadn't realized it was a one-year deal. <laughs> well, they announced three. They did announce three. But yes, if they did. Further uh, look into it, it's one year plus on options. Well, well I mean. And it, and it's, a, it's a team option, not a not yeah. Well, I mean that doesn't that doesn't lend yourself to a lot of confidence in your new coach. I mean, normally uh, you're giving your new coach basically the keys to the car, and you're saying, "Hey, we're going to give you a chance. We're going to give you a couple uh, years to kind of get this thing done." But to say basically there's a two-year option from the squad, and, and the team, look at it, that's what they you know, do. You can that. That's what they did with Casey. Remember, they gave him a three-year contract. But then they optioned them out uh, 
I, I gave him another two-year option. Well, yeah, that's that's uh, he's got to make it happen. Put it that way. If he doesn't make it happen in this first year. Uh, yeah, but is it, isn't that why? Isn't that why, Casey? Uh, isn't that why Casey yeah. close, um, got himself close with the two stars? Yes. Because he figured he he did that for his own security. Yes. Yes. That's smart. That's a smart move. But, but but in this case, in this case, right? He doesn't have to get. Does he have to get himself close with Lowry, or does he have to get himself close with Kawhi, or is he better off just saying? Is he better off just saying, you know what? I'm just going to play with the people that are playing the best, and I don't exactly. care if they're. Exactly. I don't care if I don't care if they're making thirty million or if they're making two million. The guy that's playing the best is going to see this minutes on the He he. I think that's why they did this contract because they didn't want a coach buddy buddy with the players. So. Uh, he then, then why did they hire him? Then why did they hire their assistant? Let's face it, Drew. They wanted they wanted uh what's his name? It used to be from Atlanta. Now we went to Milwaukee. Uh, and, and and everybody knew it. And something but, happened. But they didn't make him an offer. Yeah, they didn't make so why, an offer. Why? Because they wanted to give him a year. The the truth is, it sounds like they wanted to give him a year or two offer, and they and they said no because they didn't think he's going to take that. Because he ended up signing a five-year deal, mm-hmm. so and now and everything, like if you look at it, nothing makes sense what Musai has done uh, since Game Three. Something happened. Uh, I'm not getting into it, but something happened during Game Two, Game Three of that uh, uh, second round series that changed everything because. We first started out talking, and Norm brought it up, saying, okay, we're going to give these guys, Kyle and DeMar, three years. LeBron leaves, we still got a two-year window. And last year, if you remember, Musai's press conference, we got to, you know, have a culture reset. Culture reset. Well, he did the culture reset one year later. But what a culture reset he did. He fired the coach of the year. He fired, well, I'm going to say fired, but he traded DeMar DeRozan, arguably had the best year he had as a Raptor. Call that a culture reset. And and he's betting on himself because it takes a lot of uh, chutzpah to go and uh, and trade for a guy who you don't even know if he's going to sign on and you don't even know if he's healthy. And you're mortgaging yeah. the face of your franchise. All right, enough baseball, basketball talk. I want to talk about with Norm, uh, uh, Major League Baseball trade deadline. Uh, there's only one team better than the Blue Jays, and that's the Baltimore Orioles who traded everybody. Are you, uh, Norm, let me ask you a question. Roberto Osuna, are you sad to see him go, or did you expect that the Blue Jays would eventually trade him after all this uh, domestic problems he has. Uh, of course, I expected him to be traded. Yeah. Everybody mm-hmm. did. And I, that doesn't mean I'm not sad. I'm sad about the whole situation. There's a guy who's a great talent. He's probably not a bad guy. He got a, he, he had a, obviously had an anger issue, and and uh, you can't uh, – and, and uh, that, that kind of thing is not tolerated today. So – so now let me ask you, do you have another player that eventually, we we at least got something for Roberto Osuna. 
what are we going to get for Josh Donaldson? Huh. Is he is he going to play this year? Is he playing? He's on. He got moved to the sixty day DL. We're in August. Sixty days meaning October. No comment. <laughs> well, I you know. <laughs> I guess we're not going to get anything. He's a free agent, isn't he? Yes. So, <laughs> we're not. If he's not going to play this year, how are we going to get anything? <laughs> That's if I'm the Blue Jays, I trade him for a bag of balls. Like, like, get rid. You know. Well, but why does anybody want? Why does anybody want a rental who can't play? <laughs> you well, can't trade him. You can't trade him. I don't know the the Blue Jays. You know. Uh, it, it, they did very good with the Roberto Suna trade. They did everything. They moved Vlad Guerrero to AAA. He got his first base hit uh, tonight for Buffalo. But, uh, you know, they're putting a lot of pressure on this guy also. Uh, you know, Vlad Guerrero, there was talk of trading Marcus Stroman. Uh, you know, what's the deal with Sanchez there? Like, uh, if you're going to keep Stroman, Sanchez is, is your future also. What's the deal with him? And, you know, right. I, how many games has he pitched the last two years? That's what Not I'm saying. I, again, you, you know, you're starting third baseman who for years was the arguably an an MVP candidate the last two years when healthy. Hasn't played in, in two years, basically. Yeah, uh, Sanchez, when you say he's one of the best pitchers in the rotation, hasn't really pitched in two years. Strowman came back. And have been up and down, like and now you trade Roberto Osuna. You want to go younger, but I don't know. This everybody says wait till 2020. So we still got 2019 to play. Do we even care about 2019? Or again, are we putting all the hopes on John Tavares <laughs> and the Maple Leafs? You know, you, you well, don't. We still have hopes for the Raptors. We just don't know what's going to happen. So. You know, we got our hopes on the Maple Leafs. And, uh, but uh, I want to close off, we the norm, with your favorite sport. There's a golf tournament starting uh, uh, tonight. Uh, let's talk about that. Oh, uh, today? What's today? I don't know. Uh, I don't even know what the tournament is. Yeah. I mean, I, I, watched a bit, I watched some of the Canadian Open. Dustin Johnson was unbelievable. Yeah, let's talk about that before we start talking about the other tournament. Dustin Johnson, for those who don't know, probably Drew. Do you know who Dustin Johnson is? I was actually watching a little golf. I don't know much about him, but he can play. I was watching it on the weekend. Do Do you want to, uh, Norm? Do you want to tell Drew who Dustin Johnson is? Yeah, Wayne Gretzky's son-in-law. Wow, amazing! <laughs> Didn't know that. <laughs> but. But I don't know. We should take up Canadian citizenship so that we can say Canadian won the Canadian Open. <laughs> but, <laughs> I like that. Um, Glen Abbey uh, is showing a stage. It was a great course when it opened. It was fun. But it's, I mean, these guys are just killing it. Minus 23. It's too low for, I know, I know that these guys are unbelievable how they hit, but that's, too low for a national open, so it's time to move it around. By the way, just for, for fun, I was looking at uh, uh, the top uh, golf digest 
uh, has the top 100 courses in the world, and actually two of uh, the, the number nine course, the top is in Canada. It's called Caput Caput Cliffs, which, which Score Magazine says now is the best course in the country. There's two. Uh, courses out there. Now, I don't know if they can play a Canadian Open there because I, I don't think it's all that close to a major city. But there are some great courses out near Halifax, and they got to move the Canadian Open around and uh, and uh, maybe if they uh, they changed the date, you know, a place like Cabot Cliffs might have been a nice, uh, uh, interesting choice when it was the week after the British Open because. You know, you only have to get enough to go very far from uh, Britain to, to play it. But they got to move it around. It's going to be in Hamilton. Hamilton will probably be a better defense, and and the players love the old course and love Hamilton. So that should be fun. Um, this week, uh, starting tonight, uh, the World Golf Championship in Bridgestone, the Invitational, uh, happening in Akron, Ohio. Uh, it's the World Golf Championship starting this weekend, uh, and uh, great players are playing. Uh, McElroy's playing on it. Uh, Mickelson, uh, Dustin Johnson is playing in it. The World Golf Championship uh, this weekend. Tiger will play, I assume. Yes, yes. Yeah. And then next weekend, of course, the PGA Championship happens uh, uh, in Missouri this uh, this time around. So. A big uh, couple weeks for for golfing fans also there. Yeah. All right, Norma, tell everybody about your world famous son Adam Jessen, where they can get a hold. And and I hear Adam is uh, touring all over the UK and Europe. He's in Lisbon, uh, uh, Portugal, and stuff like that. Is that true? Yeah, yeah. I guess you, you you're checking social media. I yeah, guess right? have to, you know if I'm promoting the guy, you have to check him out, right? So yeah, he's in uh, he's uh, doing a little traveling, but uh, you can find uh, his website is northernfrequencies.com. You can sample his mus- music. You can commission him to write something uh, or to produce a video for you, uh, and, um, and he does great stuff. Check out the website northernfrequencies.com. And Drew, uh, you got to check out northernfrequencies.com because Norm, I don't know if you know this, but On Point Basketball is putting on uh, a tournament August 24th to 26th. Drew, you want to fill in everybody and Norm? Maybe we could get Adam to sing a couple songs at that tournament. <laughs> you never know. Yeah, it's called the Battle 416, guys. It's uh, an incredible event. It's an incredible basketball extravaganza. The 24th to 26th, as Joe mentioned, we have a youth tournament. It's part of the Filipino Mabuay Festival, so we have a Filipino youth tournament. We also have a celebrity game that's going to be incredible on Friday night, the 24th. And then we have a men's and women's elite tournament continuing through the weekend. No, 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 hold on, Drew. Hold on. Celebrity game? Are you going to announce some celebrities? Or do I have to tell Norm Jetson is going to be there playing as a celebrity representing We the Norm? No, I can't say any yet. We're we're locking it down right now, Joe. We can't say. But besides Norm, we can't say any other celebs right now. We can't but, use my name yet either because uh, Drew and I are in negotiations on that point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we're going to have some amazing celebs. Uh, talking to some big-time people right now. We're trying to get them involved. Uh, we might, we're probably going to have a former Raptor involved. I won't say the name yet until I lock it down, but he's looking to come through. 
and uh, have a blast with us. And then we're going to continue Saturday, Sunday. We're going to have breaking in there. So if you want to check some talented dancers on the, on the mat, you can check out some breaking. There's going to be food vendors. There's going to be uh, vendors that are selling arts and crafts and all sorts of stuff. Plus, it'll be part of the Bigger Babuai Festival at Nathan Film Square. It's going to be the first time right in the middle that a basketball court will be put up. We're going to build a court right there. Uh, it's going to be an amazing, amazing weekend. So make sure you check it out, battle416.ca. I think the .ca is up right now. We're just working on the .com, battle416. The hashtag is B416. Uh, and I want to thank our partners, MCUP, uh, Paper Crane, PIDC, the Philippine Independence Day Council, uh, we got CIBC on board, and we have some other big sponsors uh, that we're going to be announcing over the next little while. Uh, so, yeah, it's just fantastic. Don't forget also the on-point free agent league. Sorry, not free agent league, the Pro-Am, I should say. We have our championship team on-point taking on Team Tobin, two of the top uh, men's squads in Toronto. That's next Wednesday, uh, 8 or 8.30. We're going to figure out the time at the Pan Am Center in Scarborough. So you can check me out on Point Basketball on Instagram, Facebook, and, of course, YouTube and at True Events on Twitter. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's been a crazy summer so far. Uh, we have a lot more to go. <laughs> All right. And, Norm, as we close it out, i got to ask you this. Friday night, we're going to see Johnny Manziel make his debut in the CFL. <laughs> Are you excited? <laughs> Oh man, <laughs> I'm, not, <laughs> I'm not expecting it. It'll be interesting. I'll, uh, it'll be interesting. But all right, you know. don't forget to check out Drew at uh, OnPointBasketball.com and Adam Jessen. Uh, once again, what's the website there, Norm? NorthernFrequencies.com. All right, NorthernFrequencies.com, and check us out next week for more We the Norm. Thanks a lot, guys. Okay. Thanks, so-